Hi everybody, it's Sloan Rhodes here with another Q&A session. Uh, today I have uh, an email from a client and I love her email question so much because it of course speaks to her own um, curiosity about her life but also it addresses the ego, the what Eckhart Tolle would refer to as the pain body which I often describe as the inner child's needs and wants um, and many other spiritual teachers speak of this as well. And it has to do, so I'm going to just kind of break it down, I'm going to paraphrase her email. It has to do with the idea, the perception, let's say, of her, of her mind, of the ego, that she is somehow not where she's supposed to be. And what I love about this is that we can intellectualize, no, I understand, I can accept everything as it is, everything happens for a reason, and we can intellectualize that. We say, yes, I understand that as a concept, <laughs> this, is, you know, this is the way things are. But understanding it at a deeper level requires uh, presence, requires courage, <laughs> intention, and the availability to be present with whatever is coming up. It's so difficult to work with spiritual concepts with only the mind, because if the mind wants to know, uh, it's primarily the ego, because the mind wants to feel better, wants to make sense of something that cannot be made sense of, the eternal nature of your soul. <laughs> we can't get there with our mind. We have to drop into the heart to a deeper understanding. And so let's just kind of bring it back to the to the question. Uh, so the question has to do with uh, this perception that somehow choices have been made um, that have led um, this person to not being on the right path, possibly, or this person's life is not as it should be. Um, mistakes have been made. Well, one of the ways that you can work with this, I'm going to look at it from both the feeling within as well as the corresponding thought forms, they go together <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly, uh, and how we can work with this. So we understand intellectually that we are, let's say this, let's, let's give it as a spiritual, um, let's present it as a spiritual given that we are eternal souls, right? We understand it with our minds. Yes, that sounds all good, <laughs> right? But then the ego comes in either with thought forms or with the feeling within and then we say but it, what really matters is this moment it's impossible to know that you are uh, an eternal being and at the same time feel as though you're doing something wrong <laughs> you can't be both uh, you know so if you find that you're doing that if you're in that place where I'm not in the right spot you can say yes that is my mind, that is entirely my mind, that is entirely my ego. And what is rising within me is the pain, the internalized pain of not only your, as I describe it, your inner child's knowing, um, and I say knowing because that is the perception of the inner child, but also the internalized pain of generational, cultural, societal, um, gender um, pain. It's, it's residual pain from many different aspects. Just like a child or a baby will pick up on the pain of other people around them. You know, if, if the baby is in a stressful environment, your baby will exhibit signs of being under stress. Same with the inner child, same with the ego. It picks up all of this. It picks up 
lessons learned early in childhood, holds on to them, and then rifles through them occasionally and brings them back up. And it also holds on to residual pain from generational, societal, cultural, geographical, <laughs> uh, uh, gender-related, sexual-related, sexual identity-related. It hangs on to a lot. And it, and it, it you know, as I mentioned, uh, Eckhart Tolle res refers to it as a pain body. And you can certainly research that as well as other spiritual teachers. Um, but for this particular video, I'm going to address it from the way I like to kind of play with it, is the inner child, right? So your mind will say, well, I know that I can't do it wrong, but I feel like I am. Like I feel it in my body. I feel it in the very organs of my being, the very cells of my being. I'm not doing it right, you know? And that, from my perspective, is an invitation in that moment to comfort the inner child. To say, yes, I understand your pain. I understand your, your feelings of um, pain, suffering, anger, frustration sadness, whatever it may be, and you say, and I'm right here, you know, I'm right here. There is nothing that you can do wrong. You are whole and complete just as you are. Absolutely. There's nothing. And what you have to keep doing, the pain arises, rather than try to drink it away or exercise it away or distract yourself with a phone call to a friend or flip on the, you know, on some music or, you know, the TV or a video. Rather than do that right away, if you can, sometimes it'll be the anxiety will be too great, and you'll 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 need, let's say, to distract yourself from it. That's okay. I, you know, whatever comes up is is exactly as it's meant to happen for your integration understanding. But if you can delay making that phone call to distract yourself, delay the distraction, allow yourself to sit with the feeling a little bit longer. It's uncomfortable. But when you're knee-jerk, in a knee-jerk kind of fashion, trying to get away from it, but you sit with it, see, without, without the judgment, this is the key here, <laughs> you know, the judgment, it's not so much the pain, it's the judgment around the pain that continues to prolong it. So you feel the feeling within, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And you, you hate that feeling within yourself, you don't understand it. So here's the, here's one of the ways you can work with it. You allow it to be, you delay making that distracting phone call or you delay the distraction, whatever it is that you want to do to get out of that feeling. You sit with it without the judgment. You say yes, and you say yes to it. Yes, I feel that anxiety within. I feel that inner child, that egoic energy. I feel it, I understand it. I recognize it as an older pattern and I'm choosing to move through it, to allow it to be with love. So yes, there's a lot of pain there. You're just where you're meant to be. You're perfect just as you are. You're whole and complete just as you are. And you breathe into it for as long as you can. You know, it's like you're exercising a muscle of a new way of being going into the heart without the self-judgment. The self-judgment is not that you well, let's just start with this, this, the feeling. The feeling is, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. That is shrouded in self-judgment and victimhood. That is the ego. You are a victim. You are not where you're supposed to be. Something is wrong. You are not whole and complete. There's so much judgment upon judgment upon judgment there. 
doesn't mean that you can't change the circumstances, but what you are doing when you drop into the heart, when you go with the acceptance, when you let go of the self-judgment, you begin to shift out of what doesn't feel good and more into what does feel good. And when you do that, shifts occur naturally. You begin to align more with what feels good. But if you're trying to get out of feeling, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, therefore I better get another degree, or I better get pull that relationship in, or I better have another child, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. It's continual pulling in, pulling in, pulling in, which is the ego. Outside in. The heart is inside out. You work with what you have within. Yes. I'm not where my ego thinks I should be. It doesn't feel good. I understand. And you recognize it for what it is. This is how you address the pattern. This is how you begin to master the pattern. And as you begin to master the pattern, the pattern doesn't go away, but you see it coming <laughs> from a distance and you're able to welcome it. You see it as a friend as opposed to something to fight against. You say, yes, there it is again. Feeling that I'm some, somehow not right. Sometimes it's really intense, like my very existence is wrong. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not in the same, sometimes it's I'm not in the same body I'm supposed to be in. I'm not um, in the right relationship. I should have been more. I should have more. Right? Yes. That's painful. What a painful feeling. And the thoughts that go with that are incredibly painful. It's like stabbing yourself over and over. Again, it doesn't mean that you don't take action to shift yourself. But what you do is that when you do take action, you're coming from a place of love as opposed to a place of lack. And whenever you are manifesting, you're manifesting from the place that you're in, you know? So when you go into more love, then you are manifesting more experiences of that love, of that self-acceptance. So there's um, many layers to this. But the feeling can be extremely intense and it can feel very, very real. Very real. You feel, oh my God, I'm not right. I'm not, I've done something wrong. I'm, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. My life is supposed to be different than it is. No, it's not. <laughs> You've created it and co-created it in exactly the way that you have in order to have these awakenings, in order to do the deeper spiritual work. It's not, maybe not always your preference, sure. You know, your ego has ideas about how things are supposed to be. <laughs> and you can certainly create change around them so you can have more of your preferences. But it's, it's, it's coming up, it's showing up in this way so that you can transcend it. And that way when you do have your preferences, it goes more smoothly. They last longer. You have more of your preferences, more of your time. The, the pain body, the inner child, the arising, the feeling that arises within you or that you hold within seemingly the very cells of your being. Recognize it. Allow it. Yes. I feel that. You breathe into it. You cry through it. You, you allow the tears for all that the inner child has tried to manage on his or her, his or her own 
understanding. So yes, you're not alone. I'm right here. I understand. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're whole and complete just as you are. There's nothing you need to be loved unconditionally. You are loved unconditionally by me. And you. this is why I like to work with it as the inner child, because I can personify it, you know. You show up for it. Yes, I see you. I hear you. I understand. I'm right here. And you continue to comfort as these feelings arise. You'll develop your own kind of relationship with this, but no matter whether you call it the pain body, the inner child, or anything else, however else you want to um, experience it. Sometimes I've even imagined it as like the in the movie, the original movie, The Ghostbusters, and there's a library scene, and there's like these entities, you know, and they're just like, you know, and they're just causing havoc all around. Sometimes it's like that, you know, the inner child always wants more, more affection, more attention, more accolades, and more validation, you know, and it's like that. And so I've even kind of imagined it as that when it arises, like, oh, wow, you know, it's like causing all this havoc. Um, and you say, yes, you know, I see you, you know, when you see it, um, then you can begin to uh, play with it. You welcome it. Say, I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm choosing to remind myself that I'm whole and complete just as I am. That I need not be afraid of anything. That there's nothing I need to do to be loved unconditionally. I am the essence of unconditional love. I am the very thing that I seek. You play with it. You work with it. It doesn't go away. It eases, certainly. But as you work with it more and more, sometimes it'll throw a fit even even more, <laughs> you know. And then then you really have to bring yourself present to the present moment. Yes, I feel you. And you cry, whatever it may be, you know. And then you bring yourself present. Breath is very very helpful for me. I've mentioned it before. Bring yourself present by feeling things. Look at that colors, being in nature, walking amidst beauty, looking at art, doing artwork, you know, emptying your mind and just allowing yourself to be, you know, sometimes vacuuming, washing your hands, um, driving sometimes when you kind of empty your mind, very present in many ways with just the task. That's another way to work with it. You feel it. Yes. And you just bring yourself present until it kind of subsides. It's kind of like like a little mini storm that comes through, but it feels like it's it overtakes you in some ways, and uh, you you know you have to work with it. It doesn't um, it doesn't go away. But the key really is not identifying yourself as it. You know, you are not that feeling. That is a feeling that arises within you. It's a residual pain, as Eckhart Tolle says, the pain body. For me, it's the inner child's need for safety, love, validation. And you say yes. You know, and it's it's deep, powerful work. And um, the fact that uh, I received this as a, a question in the email uh, reminds me that you know it's um, something that everyone experiences. And everyone is becoming more and more aware of. 
working with, either consciously or unconsciously, um, or subconsciously, let's say. But it's something that is rising into consciousness more and more. And as it rises, uh, that's the opportunity to address it so that it can cause less havoc within your own personal life. And when it causes less havoc within yourself, when you feel more at peace, when you love yourself more, no matter what the ego wants to distract you with, whether it be the feelings within or a thought structure that somehow you're, you know, a thought form that you're not enough, that somehow you've done something wrong, you're supposed to be better. You cannot be any better. You can certainly create situations that feel better, but you yourself cannot be any better than you are already as, as the, the essence of unconditional love. That is the core of who you are. So that core of yourself cannot be any better. But the inner child does not feel that yet. And that's what you're working on. So, you know, it's, again, be so gentle and kind with yourself as you feel your way through this. It's not something that you can intellectualize. You can understand it and be like, yes, I completely understand what she's saying. <laughs> you know, and then suddenly something arises, uh, either a situation or something, um, and those feelings come up, and then you're lost in them for, you know, minutes, hours, days, weeks, you know, sometimes years. And, uh, but when you can remind yourself, oh, okay, I'm, I feel it, I see it, I understand it, and you can begin to identify it not as you, but as an element of the ego, then it becomes more friendly, less uh, distressing, doesn't mean that you won't experience pain and anxiety and fear and all of the things that the inner child will want to throw at you, so to speak, to get your attention. Um, but remind yourself that it's just you um, creating this situation to get your attention. If you consider, you know, your higher self, let's say, although there's no hierarchy necessarily, but if you consider your more expanded sense of self trying to get your attention, um, when the egoic energy arises, then you can say, oh, look at, look at me. <laughs> the greater part of me is getting me, the incarnation of me, getting my attention now. That's kind of fun. You know, and whatever you can do, I happen to like to play a lot. So I like to bring in elements that make it seem more friendly, more playful, um, because that works for me. This is something that's an individual journey but it is also a collective journey. So the more that you bring in and identify, um, let me put it this way, the more that you recognize the ego for what it is, allow it to come up with love, honor it, work through it, move through it, connect more to the peace that you hold within you already. As you do that on your individual level, you begin to emanate out more peace, then that peace is reflected to you in more and more people, circumstances, situations, etc. And this, and then you create more peace, and then there is more peace, and more peace, and more peace, and more peace for the collective. So it's essential, you know, the micro and the macro reflecting one another, that if you're wanting to see more peace in your experience on the planet Earth that you connect to the peace within first. And it starts with letting go of the self-judgment that somehow you're not supposed to be where you are. 
Now, of course, you can do that with your mind, and I get that, but the feeling remains. And that's where the deeper work is, and that's where many people don't want to go. <laughs> you know, uh, more people are going there now, but um, I would say historically, more people have wanted to play with the under the spiritual understandings as opposed to the recognition of the spiritual being and how the ego comes in in very cunning, sneaky, <laughs> clever ways to continue to keep us in the pattern of feeling less than, of feeling as though we're not whole and complete, as feeling as though uh, we're not where we're supposed to be. So anyway, I hope that you find that helpful. Uh, if you have any questions, of course, you're welcome to leave them here on the YouTube channel or you can email me. I will be doing more Q&A sessions um, as we go along as I have time, but um, just to remind you that this is my response in this moment. Um, so hold it lightly, feel your way into it. It's not meant to be um, the answer. You already hold all the answers um, to that which you seek within. I am just helping to reflect back to you elements of what you already know within. So I hope that you find it helpful and I wish you much love as always. Till next time.